my biggest hope and prayer is one day to really morph my two loves together, which is health and wellness and music. And I feel like there's finally people that are coming up, um, especially in the country music world that are doing that. You know, Carrie Underwood just released her book, mm-hmm. Find Your Own Path. And and um, a bunch of other people are really realizing, you know, the rock star life isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> like, you know, the drugs and the late nights and all that, because it takes a toll on your body and being, and especially being a musician and having to rely on it. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, Oh crap, I need to like take care of this. I only get one. Welcome everyone to another episode of be more well with me, Jeff safe here. This is episode 12 featuring country artist, Kylie Morgan. We're going to be talking about how she's found a way to keep a clear mind and body while trying to break through in the crazy country music scene. Her story is kind of ridiculous, and by that I just mean how dedicated she was from such a young age, but we'll talk more about that in just a minute. Be More Well is a wellness-focused podcast where I speak with both physical and mental health professionals, athletes, coaches, trainers, musicians, and most importantly, people just like you and I. My mission here is to bring you information, knowledge, and stories from others about how they found their path to wellness so you can find your own personal journey. I always say this, no two people are the same. That means no two paths to wellness are the same. I hope you're able to find some inspiration from the stories that I share here each week on this podcast. Selfishly, I'm looking for that inspiration too. I'm not an expert or a medical professional by any means. I'm just like you, looking for ways to be the best version of myself and the happiest version. So now let's think back to a time when you were, no, I don't know, say 10 years old. What did you want to be? I'm pretty sure I was still in my archaeologist phase. I was fascinated by dinosaurs as a kid. I loved those claymation dinosaur movies. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Hopefully some people do, so I don't feel so old. I even made my grandfather take me on dinosaur hunts through the woods in his backyard. I was, like, seriously obsessed. I would imagine for most of you, what you're doing right now with your life does not reflect what you wanted to be as a kid, and that is totally fine. There's no judgment here. Life changes as we grow up, and so do our goals. Kylie Morgan, though, she stuck with her goal. From a very young age, she knew she wanted to be a performer. She even started writing songs when she was at about 12 or 13 years old, hit the road to tour by 14, and then packed her bags to move to Nashville at 19 years old, determined to make that her career. Thankfully, Kylie has a super supportive family that's been taking this ride along with her, but all those changes, they can create a lot of craziness in a person's life. Kylie discovered that yoga was something that helped her clear her head and get her in the right space to continue doing the things that she loved writing songs, performing, and touring. Yoga's been there through all the ups and downs of her young career, and now that she's a certified instructor, I believe it's going to be there for a long time. So we're going to be chatting today about the impact that yoga has had on her, as well as other lifestyle changes that she's made that keep her feeling ready to conquer the music world. We also talk a little bit about what staying at home has been like for Kylie Morgan, because just as the pandemic hit, her debut single was coming out and on its way to country radio, and then everything got crazy. So things have obviously shifted a little bit there, but we'll talk to her about what that experience has been like. If you haven't heard her debut single, Break Things, here's a quick taste. Before 
before we dive into the interview today, just a reminder to please rate this podcast if you like it. Ratings help the podcast. Powers that be know which shows they want to push out to new listeners. And feel free to leave a comment as well. I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking. You can also uh, send me a DM or reach out to me via social media. We are on Twitter at Be More Well, and we are on Instagram at Be More Well Podcast. I love to hear what you guys are thinking. Or if there's any topics or guests that you want me to talk to, please feel free to hit me up. I love suggestions. It makes my life a lot easier when I'm trying to come up with ideas. All right, let's go talk to Kylie. I'm assuming this is Kylie Morgan. This is she. What's up, Jeffrey? <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. How are you doing? I uh, am doing fantastic. Yeah, this has actually good. been, it's been kind of a, a nice refreshing time for me, honestly. Oh, well, that's great. I'm glad that you're taking it that way. That's amazing. <laughs> I know it impacts everybody a little bit differently, but I feel like I just kind of needed this refresher and this time away from everybody for a little while. It's been nice. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, you guys are like literally forced to do 10 jobs for one person. So, <laughs> And I'm sure it's only going to get worse once uh, all of our companies start to realize how much money they're Gosh, losing. Gosh, <laughs> I know. Jeez. So what have you been up to? I, you were down in Florida for a little while. Are you still there? Yes, we were down there. We packed for a week and ended up staying for six weeks. Wow. So um, we're like, well, if we're going to be quarantined. Might as well get a tan while we're doing it. So um, we went down there and um, stayed for a while and then came back to Nashville for about five days. And then we decided to come to Oklahoma where my parents live for Mother's Day and, and Memorial Day. They just finished building a lake house. So we're heading there on Wednesday. Well, it sounds like things are going all right for you, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can write songs anywhere, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me. Have you found that this time has made you more creative, less creative? How, how is that process going for you right now? Um, I think in between. I think that um, it's kind of like a weird time for everyone, and I know that, but like, it's also... I'm like, all right, well, we're writing all these songs. I'm like, are we ever going to get to release them? Like, should I be writing at all? Because, like, does it matter? Like, so it's kind of just been a weird time. But I've enjoyed, like, being able to not have, like, an agenda and a timeline a, a little bit. You know, I know that we're, like, right on the process of launching and then all this happened. So it's kind of like just a pause button. So we're like, well, might as well just spend time with family and write when I want to write. And, you know, it'd be more of a, more of a, like, um, uh, looking forward to it than like, oh, I have to do this, you know? What is that feeling like for you? Because like you said, you were you were just getting launched. They were just starting to get your music out there to people. And then all of a sudden, slam. You know, like, uh, wh where's your head at with that situation? It kind of sucks. I'll be honest. I was, you know, I felt like we were so close. And and yet, um, yeah, now we're so far. <laughs> like, so um, I do know that God has an amazing plan. And it, I always try and feel like I know like exactly what I need at that moment. And then I realized that I'm like, thank God, you know, we didn't shoot for radio in March because then all this happened. And then we're like, well, we'll just let, you know, hopefully streaming take over. And it completely has. And the song just hit, you know, 5 million streams today. So it's like, you know, I know that everything happens for a reason. And, and as much as I would like to change the plan that I feel like, sometimes I just have to sit back and be like, all right, I know that you know better than I do. Well, the inspiration behind me wanting to connect with you kind of started uh, during your radio tour, which for anybody listening to this right now, a radio tour is when they kind of take the artists out. The record label will bring the artists out to radio stations around the country and kind of introduce them to radio programmers and different people and say, hey, here's our new artist. You came through Baltimore. We got a chance to have dinner. And I started telling you about this podcast 
podcast idea that I had about wellness. And it seemed like it kind of it, it lit a fire under you for a second too. And I was like, well, you know what? We have to have this conversation. We got to talk about Absolutely. what Kylie's up to. I know the yoga thing is a big thing, but before we dive into that, just in case someone doesn't really know who you are, Kylie, let's take it back a little bit. So I know you've been writing songs for a long time, but you started when you were really young. Sure. Yeah. So long story short, um, my mom knew since I was three years old when I was dancing and singing to all the Shirley Temple videos that I love to perform. <laughs> so she knew every time I would run to my dress up drawer and grab a tutu that uh, she had a show kit on her hands. And so that transitioned into me begging for a guitar when I was 12 years old to um, finally put all these songs that I was writing that honestly weren't making sense because I didn't even know how to put a song together and finally um, found a way to kind of realize how songwriting worked as soon as I started playing guitar and I was able to um, finally put those melodies together and put those words into a chorus and then that led into the verse and then I moved um, or living in Oklahoma I was like this is great but I you know I'm looking for that next step and so I started touring at a very young age of 14 actually wow. Yeah, I told my mom when I was 12 that I wanted to skip college and move to Nashville to be a country music artist. So she was like, um, okay, sure, let's, let's do that. <laughs> so, so once she realized how serious I was, she was pretty incredible at just literally anything that I wanted to do, she would be right there next to me. And so um, I dragged her all over the country, it seemed, from 14 to 18 and just toured everywhere and um, at 19, I finally made the move to Nashville and um, got my very first publishing deal out there to write songs for actually a living, which was crazy to me. And um, leading up to that, I um, met a guy named Shane McAnally, who completely changed my life. And and uh, one of the guys that I truly owe all of this to and, and how that happened is I started writing with Walker Hayes at 15, which I can't believe he agreed to write with 15-year-olds. <laughs> And um, Smack Songs, which is Shane McAnally's company, found my songs through Walker's catalog. And so it was a pretty incredible, just like the stars aligning. And, and once uh, Shane and I met, we were kindred spirits and started working together. And then we put some, um, put a little EP together and, and kind of shopped it around for a second. And that's when I finally signed my um, record deal with Universal EMI. All right. So you just rushed through a lot of stuff there, but I do want to go back to <laughs> a, a couple of things. One of which, uh, when I was reading your bio, because yes, I had to do my research uh, before talking to you uh, at 16 years old, you got recognized by the country music association too. That's it's pretty crazy, right? It is. I still look back and I'm like, I can't believe that they, you know, believed in a 16 year old. I guess I, I truly felt from the very young age that this is what I was supposed to do with my life. And so actually at 15, I decided to switch to online school so I could tour full time. And so I skipped the whole, you know, like regular high school, even the prom kind of thing of a normal high schooler would go through. And I was touring nonstop. And actually around November every year when the CMA Awards would happen, mom knew that I wasn't going to prom and, you know, wasn't doing any of that. So she would take me dress shopping and we would go to the CMAs together. And that would kind of be my prom every year. <laughs> so the CMAs have been absolutely amazing to me and supporting me all through that. That is so cool. And it sounds like you had such a supporting family too. I mean, I'm sure there were some bumps in the road, you know, any 12 year old that says I'm going to quit, <laughs> I'm not going to go to college. This is what I'm doing. I'm sure there were some doubts at first, but the support that you got from them just sounds amazing. 
Oh, I have the best family. I mean, honestly, I'm walking with my little sister down the street doing this interview. We're very, very close, our family, and, and they have just been absolutely amazing and supportive ever since I was little and couldn't even carry a tune in a bucket, it seems. They knew that this is what I wanted to do, so they've been amazing. Uh, and based on what I saw on social media, your sister seems to have caught the bug as well. I had to push for a long time. <laughs> She's smiling right now. I have always told her how great of a voice she's had, and I started teaching her guitar when you were, what, seven, right? Yeah. And giving her a little bit of voice lessons, and she was far past me at my, I mean, how old she is now. I'm like, man, I was not as good as you when I was 15, and she's just absolutely amazing, and so I'm hoping that... Um, She'll uh, get that little kick in the butt that I'm giving her. And uh, I literally just kicked her in the butt. And <laughs> and uh, really explore that because she's so talented. All right. So 19 years old, you moved to Nashville. I, I know people move to Nashville all the time at different ages. What was that experience like at 19? Because I feel like you can't even play at the places most people perform at at 19. Totally. So I moved there at 19 and was terrified. I mean, I had never spent more than three weeks away from my mother at any point in time. And so it truly went from like being attached to my mom's hip to moving 700 miles away. So it was a pretty scary, scary time. I feel like I grew up in a matter of like a month and just was like thrown into it in in the best way possible and um, was terrified at first. But you know what? I was so lucky to be surrounded with such an incredible team slash family, I call them, um, ever since the beginning and just have had such an amazing group of people that have believed in me for a really long time and helped me get to where I am now that it never felt like I left my family because I always had family there. So that I got really lucky in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, two names that you've mentioned, Walker Hayes and Shane McAdell. I mean, those two guys have such a great reputation. I haven't met Shane, but Walker, I've spent a, a good amount of time with. And he's just such a great human being, you know, from top to bottom. And that's what's so great about country music in general is, you know, I, for, for a long time, I've I've been a fan of pop music and, and, you know, all kinds of music. But country people just have this way about them that they're just constantly there waiting with open arms and wanting to support you. And I feel like that's why country music has always been my choice forever. So let's put this into perspective here, uh, if you don't mind. How old are you right now? Sure, I turn 25 next month. I can't believe that. I felt like I was 14 for like four years. So um, <laughs> I'm 25. I'm like, whoa, where did these 10 years go? It's crazy. So you've been in Nashville for about six years. There's been ups and downs. But as we talked about before, you're kind of on the verge of getting ready to get the first, uh, first real debut album out there. I know the single Break Things, the first radio single is out. Uh, do you feel like things are really starting to come together for you now? I truly feel like that there was always this thing that I was shooting for. It was always, you know, a point where I was like, if I, if this happens and I'll feel successful, you know, if this happens, I'll feel successful. And that was when I get a publishing deal, I'll be happy. And then the next thing was well, when I, you know, tour full time, I'll be happy. And then the next thing was when I get a record deal. And then I realized that the whole time the journey is the best part. And that's, what's been so incredible is it's taken, you know, over 10 years to get to this point but it has all been one stepping stone to the other. And I'm so grateful that nothing has happened until this point, because I feel like the music is finally to a point where I just am so, so proud of it. And I feel like that there's an aspect and a point of view that people can really just relate to for my music, which is absolutely amazing that they've been so great about it. And so I think that um, as much as I would have loved, you know, to have been headlining stadiums at 18 years old, I really think that um, God literally led 
me on this plan to be right here right now and it's finally all coming together and and I'll just I really posted today that you know five million people have heard my song and I'm like I remember sitting in my bedroom being like I wonder if anyone will ever hear these songs you know and so for it to finally all be all coming together is just so exciting. But music isn't your only passion, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. And not to use the umbrella term here, but you're also very big into wellness and personal health. And I know yoga is a very big thing for you. So is that something that's a little bit more recent for you, or have you been involved in that for a long time? Yeah, so I started gymnastics, actually, when I was three years old. And, I mean, from three years old, I was literally the child that would not stop moving. I was doing (laughs) softball, gymnastics, dance playing with my friends, you know, trying to do all these things. And I've always been the girl on the go. And um, so once I did gymnastics for about 10 years, I had such, you know, a purpose for my movement. I was always training for the next gymnastics meet. I was always, you know, trying to get my next skill. And so when I realized I'm like, "Mm, am I going to the Olympics? Probably not. (laughs) I was like, what else can I, you know, maneuver this energy in? And I always loved performing. And And that's what's so crazy and scary about this is it's kind of the same thing as being an athlete is performing. You're relying on your body. I mean, if I lost my voice tomorrow, then it would all be over. And so that's why taking care of this only one body that I got is so important to me. So when I moved to Nashville, I missed that, you know, that purpose for going and working out. I was just like really in a rut. And so I went to my first yoga class, my first yoga studio, and actually hated my first yoga class, which is so funny. Um, And I was like, no, this is awful. I did a hot 26 class. I was dying the whole time. And then they came out with this um, like free month and me being the um, definitely coupon queen that I am was like, well, if it's free, you know, I'll give it one more shot. <laughs> and so I went and did, um, did another class and I, and I did a power vinyasa class and that was where I just fell in love. And for an hour that I was in that class, my brain had just focused on everything that I was doing from my movement to my breath. And that was the first time and God knows how long that, you know, my mind wasn't racing a million miles per hour and so that's when I knew that that was for me and me being the type a personality that I am I can't just you know be a student so I decided to really dive in and in a matter of from practicing to um, now I'm a teacher it was a two-year little process where I went from going it to every yoga class I possibly could to realizing that I definitely wanted to become a yoga instructor and so I went to San Diego for two weeks got my certification started teaching and just fell in love with it Can I tell you a funny yoga story? Please. Um, So I also took advantage of one of those free months a few years back. And um, I I knew what yoga was, but I had never been to a yoga class. I didn't really know like what to expect going in there. It's intimidating. It it was a little intense. And I went with a good friend of mine and we're just both a-holes. Like we just joke about (laughs) everything and we laugh about things. Uh, And I didn't realize you like had to be quiet, you know, and you weren't allowed to talk. And we almost got thrown out of the yoga class because we were like laughing and giggling and not realizing. Oh my the seriousness. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I had to give, I, I felt like I was a kid in class. I like went up there and it's like, I'm so sorry for disrupting your class. <laughs> I'm really like the yoga teacher got so mad at us. What? Are you kidding me? I probably would have been laughing with you if it would have been my class. No, I was glad it wasn't mine. <laughs> I did go back again and uh, I got my use out of my free month and everything was okay after that. But that's my first experience and I was so That's scared. Amazing. <laughs> but for so many people, like you 
you said, it, it does bring, it brings your brain into a different space. And like you said, it was the first time for you where you felt like your brain wasn't going a mile a minute. I mean, I, I don't really, uh, how do you describe that feeling to people? Like when you're in that room and you just kind of take that focus on the yoga. So my favorite term is I call it yoga brain. And it's truly at the end of practice when you, of course, you end in Shavasana, which is where you're laying on your mat, closing your eyes, trying to completely relax your body and kind of take in all the benefits of the practice that you just did. And as soon as you roll up and open your eyes, you just see everyone's face and it looks like they literally just smoked a blunt. so calm and so just like relaxed and especially being a teacher like a yoga instructor I kind of relate it to music is such a long process right like it's been over a 10-year process to get where I am now and so being an instructor I can see all those people open their eyes and see the state of mind that they're in and it just gives me such peace to know that I was a part of creating that space for them. How do you think this has impacted your your life and your journey? So moving to Nashville was the first time that, you know, like I could control, you know, what was in my pantry, what I chose to use my time and how I chose to spend it. And so that's when I really became really independent and dove into wellness is because I had such an open mind about it. And moving to Nashville gave me so many opportunities because there's so many healthy restaurants and there's so many yoga studios and so many different ways to get moving. And now there's like workout dates with your friends and everything like that. And so I started dabbling in that a little bit, but long story short, I um, decided to really even dive more into it and try going vegan for about a year. And so I did that and really loved it for the first six months. And then I'll never forget, I went and had some vegetable sushi at this place in Nashville, not even like real sushi, vegetable sushi. And I came home and was just so sick. And from then on out, it was just never the same. So like for months and months at a time, I ended up losing like 20 pounds because I couldn't like keep anything down. Like my energy level was so low and um, it was just an awful time in my life. And so that's when I really dove into podcasts and books and things like that, because I was like, well, I have to figure out what's wrong with me. You know, I visited so many doctors and they just kept telling me that it was mental and that nothing was wrong with me. And, and it was just such a, you know, a hard time in my life. And so that's when I was like, I'm going to try the holistic route this time. So I went to a holistic doctor actually in Oklahoma and, um, she told me that I had three parasites after she did this test on me and gave me this little cleanse. It was literally something I put under my tongue and in two days I was cured and I was like oh my gosh I've spent god knows how much money on doctors I haven't got my gallbladder removed thinking that was it and it wasn't and I yoga was the only thing that made me feel temporarily better until I went and saw this woman and she told me this and that's when I was like oh my gosh I need to tell people this story because you know so many people go to doctors and as great as you know MDs are you don't know your body the way you know, you know you do. And so um, it's sometimes it's just finding a different route that whatever works better for you. And that's definitely what works most for me. It's interesting too, because not that I had the same thing that you have, but a similar story and that I just was feeling terrible and just awful about everything. And I was the opposite. I was gaining weight kind of uncontrollably and couldn't really find a way out. And, and my doctor just kept like sending me to get a different test after different test after different mm-hmm. test and never found anything. And then I started going to uh, see a different doctor, a um, uh, integrative health doctor. And we Amazing. started talking about the different things that I was eating and the way that my body was reacting to them. And it's it was insane how you know, just, just cutting certain things out of my diet 
completely changed the way I felt and completely changed um, how my day went every single day. It was like just cutting, cutting dairy out was like the biggest game changer. And I'm not even lactose intolerant, but just cutting it out, like yeah. changed everything. <laughs> well, I think that even like me, I'm still, of course, will forever be on a journey as far as um, health sure. and wellness goes. But I think that what I, the biggest thing that I've taken away from all of this is your body goes through such phases. I mean, there's some point where, like I said, I did the vegan thing for a year in the first six months I was thriving, you know, in the last six months was just awful. And then now my body's kind of in a state where, you know, now I, I know that it's constantly changing and evolving. And just because, you know, something works for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you in that exact amount of time and where your body's at. And so I think constantly knowledge is power. And so when you constantly learn more and know that, you know, different things can help you in different parts of your life. I think that's definitely the game changer because it's a constant experiment. It's such an important point to mention too. And it's actually something that I say at the beginning of this podcast, uh, every time I release one, uh, it's that no two paths to wellness are the same, you know, so no two story is this two stories are the same. So that's why I try to talk to people Amen. that come from different backgrounds because they all have a different path they took and Hey, your path may not work for me, but it might work for somebody else. And that's why I think it's so important to share these stories with people. Well, I love that you are diving into this because I think my biggest hope and, you know, prayer is one day to really morph my two loves together, which is health and wellness and music. And I feel like there's finally people that are coming up, um, especially in the country music world that are doing that. You know, Carrie Underwood just released her book, mm -hmm. Find Your Own Path. And and um, a bunch of other people are really realizing, you know, the rock star life isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> but, you know, the drugs and the late nights and all that because it takes a toll on your body and being, and especially being a musician, having to rely on it. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, Oh, crap, I need to like take care of this. I only get one. <laughs> I remember when my friends were in bands back when I was in college or just after college and we'd go out on tour for a week or whatever. And just the nights that I will never actually remember and how much abuse <laughs> we put on our bodies. And I'm just thinking, how can these guys do it for an entire like worldwide tour when I'm doing it for three days and I cannot handle it. And it's interesting to see how much the, how much the rock star lifestyle has changed, you know, over time, you know, where now it's more like, let's go get a green smoothie before we take the stage as opposed to let's That's crush so a bottle of Jack. <laughs> and I am, now don't get me wrong, I am the queen of balance, as in like, you sure. know, I'll definitely have a few too many uh, tequila sodas, but then the next day I need to make sure that I get my green smoothie, get my yoga in, and definitely balance that out. And I think that's what a lot of people are so afraid of too, is like starting a health and wellness journey is you have to be all in all right now. Right. And that's just not the case. I mean, my favorite thing that I did from the beginning was integrating one new habit, you know, a week or a month or whatever. And, and then it becomes where, you know, your body, you know, like, okay, as much as I want to go party with my friends, or as much as I want to go out, I know that I'm tired and I need to rest. And it's like, it's just about knowing your body and realizing when too much is enough and, you know, just the opposite. Can you talk about that for just a second, the integrating one new habit? Because I do feel like a lot of people get into a problem where they make a decision to change everything at once and it's just not sustainable. So it seems like your idea was let me do it in small steps. Completely. I mean, it's taken me about five years to really feel like that I've dialed in, you know, what what my life needs and what it doesn't need as far as my health and wellness journey goes. And, and me even being the type A personality, I did want to dive in right away. I bought all the books. I listened to all the podcasts. I did all the walks and all the workouts. And then I realized that I was just running myself into the ground. And so what I really realized is I'm like, okay, what makes me feel good? And 
what, how do I feel after I do it? So, you know, if I did three yoga classes in one day and I'm exhausted, I know that that's too much. Mm -hmm. And so if I did one in the morning and then, you know, a little walk in the evening, that's when I was like, okay, I feel good. So I'm going to start doing that. And I think it's just literally the one thing that makes you happy a day. I feel like so many of us treat being healthy as like, oh, I got to do a bunch of stuff that I don't want to do. You know, I got to eat stuff I don't like and I got to do stuff I don't want to do. And that's not the case at all. It's like finding something that you love. You know, it's starting with a workout a day, you know, even like three days a week. Say you're going to go work out and find something that you like. If you love cycling, don't do a boxing class because your friend's doing it and you hate boxing. (laughs) Like do what you love and that way you look forward to it rather than dreading it. That's so important. Yeah. I mean, if you just absolutely hate it, then you're forcing yourself into something you hate and it's not going to be something you stick with. Uh, Kylie, what's an example of something that you've started working in more recently? So, um, I have found that I have to constantly trick my body, quote unquote. I get into these places where even with yoga, like I remember for a year, that's all I did. And finally my body was like, all right, I've been here. I've done this. Like, and it was just at a standstill, you know, as far as progress goes. And I felt like there was the point where I was doing constant boxing classes, like I just said, and like constantly doing cardio. And then my body was tired of that. And what I've realized is like, I just have to mix it up. And that's what makes it fun too, is like, you know, I have that app class pass, obviously it's not happening right now because of COVID, but to where you can do something different every day. So I really like mixing it up and being like, all right, Monday, I'm going to do a boxing class. Tuesday, I'm going to do yoga. Wednesday, I don't love bar, but my friend wants to go. So I'll make it a date for her and go, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's one of those things where I just love mixing it up. And when I realized that, especially now not having that, how much I truly miss it and look forward to when things are a little bit more normal and I can get back into that. rut. So I know you said uh, earlier that you're on a walk right now with your sister. So you're out there getting some exercise and hopefully where you're at, it's sunny and you're soaking in some vitamin D right now too. But (laughs) (laughs) what is, uh, what is all this time away from Nashville and away from the normal daily grind? What are you doing uh, during this time to try to keep in that mind? set yeah so I'll be honest even um I took my sister to go get coffee earlier and she goes you're missing Nashville aren't you and I'm like yeah I am because I have such a routine there you know you get up and and you do a workout and then I go to a co-write where I you know go write a song for the day and then I can go to a class and then I can go to a walk and you know then I come home and and I can do my sauna um in my house that I have that I'm lucky enough to have and and so I have such a routine there and so when I'm away Thankfully, especially you just talked about radio tour earlier, that was the all end all be all of realizing that my life is not a routine (laughs) and I have to adapt. And so like I became the queen of hotel room workouts and parking lot walks and like all these things that you just have to realize that life is going to get in the way. And if you can't have, you know, celery juice every morning, go for a walk, do a yoga class, and then do a sauna every night. It's just not realistic. And so being able to adapt to your environment, adapt to your schedule, and realizing when you can get it in and when you can't, and doing even short bursts of workouts. You know, today I had 20 minutes to do like a really tough workout before I would go into a coffee date. And so it's just one of those things that it's, you have to constantly adapt and you have to realize that your environment is going to get in the way. And it's just realizing how you can kind of beat that task. Yeah. And I do think a a good mental place there too, is something's better than nothing. Like you just said, you got a 20 minute workout and maybe 20 minutes is a light day for you, but you know what? You still found a way to get that in there. So you had something today to be excited about. 
Completely. And it truly is like, I crave it mentally. Like if I don't get a workout in, my poor boyfriend is like, please go for a walk or something. because You need to reset your brain. <laughs> so I definitely think that it's one of those things too, where, I mean, it truly is um, an antidepressant, a natural antidepressant. And it, you re- your brain releases dopamine, that feel good hormone that you feel great after a workout. And it's just a matter of being able to schedule it and work it into your schedule. I know I don't know Jay, but I can just picture being like, can you please just go anywhere <laughs> right now? He literally will come downstairs with my walking shoes and be like, just just take a little walk, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, I'm very jealous of his tattoos right now because one of my goals for this summer was to finish my sleeve and- and uh, obviously with all the changes that have happened, I don't think that's going to end up happening this year, but I'm so bummed out about it. And every time I see Jay in one of your pictures or something, I'm like, oh man, look at all those tattoos. I know his tattoos were so cool. And I, it's so funny, like growing up my dad and mom were like, never get a tattoo and never get date guys with tattoos because they're usually bad news. And then I bring home Jay <laughs> and they're like, Oh great. I mean, he's no, he's absolutely incredible. Such an amazing guy. And he actually is the same way with me. And what's been so great is having a partner that yeah. can also keep you accountable. And I feel like a lot of people run into that. I know that, um, when we first started dating, he was not that way. And so I, you know, I would come home with a salad and he would be able to crush a whole pizza and be fine. And I'm over here just like resenting him for it, you know? <laughs> and I feel like another huge thing that people can really do is, you know, get their partner on board and have an accountability person that can, you know, make sure that you're staying on task and, and you know, not uh, reverting away. And, and that's what he's been great about. Yeah, I'll say, wait, tell him till he gets, uh, wait till he's 35, then he won't be crushing pizzas anymore. His whole body yeah. will change. <laughs> For real, it's just all going to catch up to him at once. <laughs> that is absolutely true. All right, well, Kylie, once things get back to normal or whatever sense of normalcy that we have in our horizon here, what does it look like for you in your, you know, your day job, if you will? Uh, do we have a new album on the way sometime? Is kind of everything on hold right now? What's going on? Well, I keep like, you know, my mom actually keeps asking me the same thing. And I try and do this every day where I just think of what I can accomplish today that'll make me feel like I did a step forward, you know, with the world being, I hate this word right now because I've heard it so much, but with the world being so uncertain and not knowing what is next and, and when we can tour again and, you know, all these unanswered questions, I can know that I can only control what I can have you know like on task and what I can do that day and so whether it's you know writing a song that I love or whether it's doing a demo or whether it's even taking the day off because I need a break and so um I've realized that I'm I'm just really excited because thankfully streaming is still um being amazing and as radio gets um you know gets back on together with all these crazy stuff happening it's really exciting time because i feel like everyone's just going to be stoked for new music i feel like everyone's just going to be excited to hear something new and and what's next and i feel like that it's a great time for um for everyone to just get what they've always wanted out there well, I have to say, I know you talked about, uh, you know, we haven't quite hit the stadiums yet, but I do think it's in your future. And I think break things is going to sound so good in like a big oh. amphitheater. Like there's just, I don't know, like the drums and the chorus, it just, it, to me, it sounds like a big epic production. You are so sweet. Thank you so much. I truly think about like that all the time when it comes to writing my songs and going into the studio is my live performance is so important to me. And I'm, first of all, I miss 
playing so much (laughs) like it is driving me crazy and even like looking back at you know I've been looking back at all my radio tour pictures being like oh remember when we could just get on a plane and go hug people and like it was fine that was great (laughs) but I do think that um every time I step into a writing room I think about you know what it's going to feel like and how people I want them to react at live shows and so that makes me so happy to hear you say that I feel very lucky to have had the opportunity to see you perform even if it was just you with a guitar I'm still so glad I got to see that and I can't wait to see you on a stage with a big band one day too I'm really excited for that me too well yes let's definitely um get this party started as soon as all this is over and uh let's definitely perform some songs (laughs) (laughs) oh Kylie (laughs) before I let you go back to your sister here uh just let people know where they can find out more about you sure I am a um very heavy Instagrammer so you can follow me on Instagram at Kylie Morgan Music um, also on Facebook and Twitter at Kylie Morgan 33. And um, now I am on TikTok. Who am I? I don't know. My heart <laughs> call my sister to ask her what I should be doing. But now I am on TikTok under Kylie Morgan Music. But you can find all that on my website, um, all those links at KylieMorgan.com. Well, I really appreciate you finding some time to uh, give me a call and chat about this stuff because I think you're such an interesting person. And I love being able to talk to other people, especially kind of in our similar industry, to hear what they're doing to, you know, to stay in the right headspace and to get through the day here. So, Kylie, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And it's so nice to find like-minded people like you who are feeling the same way as far as all of this goes. So thank you so much for being such a light to everybody. Big thank you to Kylie Morgan for joining me on the show today. If you want to find out more about her, you can find her on Instagram as Kylie Morgan Music, and be sure to check out her debut single, Break Things. I've also posted all of her information and a link to the video for Break Things in the show notes. Thanks again for listening today. Please don't forget to rate the podcast and leave a comment there as well, and follow us on social media. Be More Well Podcast on Instagram and Be More Well on Twitter.